you hate westerns, Ryan. I'm not a fan of them. I mean, generally, it's not something. Is it, it's not, is it the horses? It's not is, the horses. We're if a horse too, many was, or, listen, too many or too if few. Were, if, if, if there were no people and just horses, I, I would watch it. What, do, what, do you what, hate Native Americans? I, I hate the way that they're treated in most westerns. Um, okay, well, so. What about hostiles, where where they're given a certain dignity and and it's there's an ambi- there there is not ambiguity. There's uh, it the question is raised of of basically um, it's still. I understand that I understand that it's it's showing how bad that they were treated to yeah. like give them some. But even just the, 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 the Apaches just the, just who the were considered killers, to. the Apaches who were considered killers um, were, were they were only killers because you know what I've been into from them lately. I've been into. Um, movies and books about the exploration of the Amazon, like uh, Percy Fawcett. Um, oh yeah. You, yep. You yeah. know, who Percy Fawcett is yeah, definitely sure. um, um, the uh, lost city. I, le- I read the lost city of Z, which uh, was written by David Gran. And the movie was kind of based off of uh, his book. And so the book came out in 2008 or 2009 and you know Percy Fawcett, like he was like a great. He he mapped much of the Amazon, and then um, he he kind of thought that he he got like obsessed. He got a singular focus on mm. this idea that there was this gold city, and that there was possibly this ancient people that still was like thriving hidden in the Amazon, and it was just he had to find it because um, he'd gotten so close. And then when he was in his fifties, his oldest son, Jack was like, Oh, I want to go with you. Um, because I don't really know you because you've been either at war or in the Amazon most of my life. And, um, so he said, uh, all right, I'll take you and I'll take your, um, best friend with us. So the three of them set out and, Obviously, they were never heard from again. Um, <laughs> and so then in 1996, so there's hundreds, hundreds of people have gone to try to find out what happened to them. A good percentage of them have never returned. And um, <laughs> so in 1996, there's this uh, guy who worked for Chase I mean, Bank. it's clear he found the gold city and he's just killing right. anyone he, who's coming which, after him. Right. It, which is what his wife believed until she died. Um, that that her son and her husband were just living there, and just like which what? I mean, this is where the questions of determinism come up, right? I mean, with a name like Fawcett, like the fact that he was fascinated by the Amazon River, which may I may I remind you is filled with water. Water. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you think he has to pee all the time? Because all they that, need. That is, what, that is what Fawcett's do to me. You know, maybe that was his superpower because he thought that he was he believed that he was um, invincible to like malaria or yellow fever or all, any kinds of other things that killed most people in the jungle. And you he don't thought really, that, you don't really got him in the end is is rust. <laughs> a rusty arrow. Well, and so he also thought that he had a superpower with the natives of the Amazon in that. Like he, when he told his men, because he really believed that they were like, he didn't, he, he didn't believe they were savages. Like he thought like you could, because there you go with the, with the native American, like the, okay. He didn't didn't believe they're savages. I didn't say stupid for not thinking they're savages. Okay. So these are savages. No, I'm saying, because he he no I'm the saying red, he's he was better than most of the people that went in there because most of the people went in there went in with these huge 
like armed armed to the teeth um groups and they would fire at the first like indian that they saw and, and, and what did he like have a, with it like a spear and they're like right and, and they would just like machine guns. Yeah, yeah right and yeah. he he taught his he told his men like basically he, he it was like a suicide pact he told them if we are going to survive the only way you can do it is if you take a small group and you just do not fire no matter what happens do not fire to show that we're not a threat that's the only way you can do it and so the first time his group encountered I mean, what white men when have white men been a threat to the original the, peoples when the first time they they encountered savage they were like firing arrows at them like crazy and they were in their they're in this little raft his faucet and his team and he like took his handkerchief off and he waved his handkerchief in the air and he's just like walking up and he like he has them sing some song about being soldiers of the queen. And he's like, he's telling his men, like his men wanted to shoot. And he's like, no, no, sing, sing. And he takes his scarf off and he waves it. And um, they're still shooting. And he, and he becomes their friend and they, they show him how to fish because prior to that, that his, it was basically the, he didn't the know jungle. How to fish. The jungle was a desert. They, they tried to fish. They tried to fish in the way that they were used to fishing and they couldn't catch anything and they didn't understand what? why. How about one of those why peepee you? fishes, like where you pee in the water and then it swims that up the stream and then was, gets, he, he was catch those? very afraid. He was very afraid of those fish that would like swim into your urethra. If you peed and in just the, like lodge itself in there with these yeah. spines. Yeah. What are those called? Ryan? I, I know, you know what they're called. Uh, Karina, Karuna, Karuna fish or something like David that. David Caruso. Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't someone try this with the Nazis? Just like singing, walking up to them, waving a handkerchief. Would have spared so, us so much so, trouble. So, so natives are the Nazis now. <laughs> Great, Thomas. <laughs> but anyway, so in night, so he got him and his son and his other his son's friend disappeared in 1925. In 1996, there's this uh, banker for is this VP for Chase Bank who gets like obsessed with finding Fawcett and. Um, and, and like finding the lost city of Z and all this stuff. And he takes his son and he goes out into, and they are like packed out with like, they have a plane dropping, dropping supplies in for them. They find a place for the plane to land. They've got, they pay, they're paying a ton of men cause he's super rich. And you got all that, they, all that big get, faucet money. They get kidnapped and they get held for three days on um, this like, flat rock on the red edge of the river with like very little water. And he thinks, and they, they say he somehow um, convinces this chief to let him use his radio to call in the plane, to bring in enough supplies to trade for their lives. And it was him, his son, and then um, one of their guides that were kidnapped. And then in 2008, basically his superpower is money. Yeah. His superpower was money. Yes. But he he thinks it's just like, Somehow he survives anything, but it's question, money. Question, it's question. like and it's like we can bring you plane loads of stuff in this in this place where food is hard to find. Right. Yeah. And it's like I'm question, invincible. Question, I have a, no, I, no, no, I, no. That, that was not no, that was no, not no, Fawcett. No. That was the guy in 1996 that was looking for Fawcett that did oh, that. Oh, okay. He's never been found. And well, um, he's, king, he's king of the city of Z. And uh, so then in 2006, David Grand, the author, um, journalist. He decides he's going to go in and he talks to the guy who went in 1996 and he's like, well, you know, you need to be careful. And he's like, oh, why? 
<laughs> what do I need to be careful? And so he gets to the the last place um, that Fawcett and his sons were seen. He talks to the natives there, and they they tell him they're like, look, um, some of these people were old enough that they were here, and they say, you know, we told them there are tribes out there. <laughs> that we don't even go mess with. Like they're like, we told Fawcett and it said, do not go any further. They're like, please stay here. If you go out there, they're very territorial. They will kill you. And Fawcett was just all like, no, no, I know. I know how to, I can do it. I can deal with them. And said, so they went on further. They said for two nights, they saw their campfire go above the trees. And then the third night, they didn't see their campfire anymore and they <laughs> went out and they tried to look for them. They did like the, the like this tribe did a search party to look for them, but they were too afraid to go any further because those other tribes, if you came in their territory, they would kill you and eat you. And so they're like, so how definitely so these, got eaten by this. Yeah. So, so these people went looking for him. What did they hope to find? Like his bones? I don't know. Like, like they like like so like. Uh, do they know what his bones look like compared Fawcett's, to the other? Fawcett's ring. Okay. Let's not get into that. Um, Fawcett's ring was found like in a pawn shop somewhere off of the Amazon. And one thing that I learned from the book was that you know when like the rubber barons started um, uh, taking root in the Amazon, that one of them flew in an entire opera. In like in like a stage, piece by piece, and an entire opera, because like these rubber barons got so rich, and they treated the natives as just like slave labeler. They would just go out and like kidnap them and say, "Ah, now you have to go look for rubber for me." And um, they flew in an entire opera, built this grand stage in the middle of the Amazon, and like two thirds of the people of the performers in the opera died. <laughs> from like different diseases and stuff like that not worth it maybe i kept thinking that you were saying rubber baron and i kept thinking of the 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 story rubber he's saying rubber Rubber. Rubber. yes rubber 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 so this is this is like last year when we had a story about all the condoms the condoms that have been washed and then recycled and sold (laughs) <laughs> yes oh my gosh recycled cut yep. yeah i, I forgot about the that, rubber, thomas those are the rubber barons that's what they did there's a lot like, the, people wanted same. people want their prophylactics but okay thomas you're just reminding us of, of the story that they were washing used condoms and reselling yeah it. but 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 i had a question for ryan so ryan you mentioned bankers and i had a question for you about uh, the amazon prime show marvelous mrs Maisel, mm-hmm. where uh, are you are you a fan of Tony Shalhoub and Kevin Pollack. Mm, I mean, I've listened to some of Kevin Pollack's podcast, but he's okay. I mean, he's he's Kevin Pollack is good in A Few Good Men. Lieutenant Weinberg. Is this a, is this that, a transition? So we so Thomas can talk about. I thought my, we were going to talk about our overall, our overall um, exclusive deal with Amazon. Oh, okay. That we signed to do our podcast from the Amazon. Someone, <laughs> someone said that they would pay us to do our podcast exclusively in the Amazon. This is the new uh, Nigeria letter. Uh, it's someone from just from Mato Grosso uh, sending out emails saying that they're from Amazon. Yep, when when they they mean the Amazon, they, mean, <laughs> they, they apparently mean the Amazon. Um, from we Amazon tried. Web Services. Um, I <laughs> I sell spider webs, used spider, spider webs in the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> 
But I really, I really, I, I like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I really like Kevin Pollack. I think that he is hilarious I've only in that. I've seen like two episodes of that show. You wouldn't like it. Uh, but Why would, uh, Don't say that. Now I'm going to watch it. Now I'm going to like it just to spite you. I'm fine with that. Okay. Should uh, we start today's show? Yeah, this is, we're, Wait, we're half uh, an hour in. We should probably introduce the show. Do you, um, do you know who Emil Forsberg is? Of the, of the Forest Lake Forsbergs? Emil Forsberg? Emil Forsberg. He's a Swede footballer. Oh, don't uh, look him yes. up. Don't look him no, up. No, 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 no. He he's a midfielder. He has blonde hair. Uh, so you have who, some Evan reference for him. Who did he it, play it, for it in Sweden? My game. You don't need to know who he played for, but just uh, if you have uh, an idea of when he was alive or is he's alive. still alive. Okay, good, great. You know that. That's good. All right, <laughs> so that's perfect. You're good. Thomas, okay. do you want a countdown? Don't look him up. Do you want to count up? I didn't want to have to replace him with a different famous person. Can I please count? The pickings got very slow. Seven, eight, ten, twenty-four. Do you like it or do you love it? Three. On wood, if you're with me. Two, one. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Most weeks for the intro, I give you the spiel about how you can find us on Patreon and 25 or so other different podcast platforms. Let's ignore that this week. You're listening to the podcast, so you are obviously so you are obviously not to find it. Congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back. Instead, I want to address the question of what exactly you're listening to right now. What is this podcast? We have been described as a counting podcast because of our penchant for counting things. And that is true. We do count things. We are also a song and poetry podcast, being the exclusive outlet for Flag Taylor's many masterpieces. Dance's EU podcast is probably also the only podcast in existence to have spawned out of a mega thread on Twitter, which in turn is dedicated to a movie and pop culture podcast where many decades ago, Bill Crystal would complain about how nothing on the show made any sense. We are also an infrastructure podcast. Nowhere mm. else will you get deep insights about infrastructure challenges facing both Woodbridge or the bridge in Northern Virginia or Austin, Texas. We are a Star Wars podcast. We are a Disney podcast. Uh, but none of that really captures what the, the essence of the show is. So many, many people have told us uh, that in fact, we are the Ted Lasso of podcasts. We are a small time podcast attempting to roll with the big boys, despite having no experience or know-how about how the game is played and eventually staring relegation in the face, but somehow surviving and continuing on with a smile on our face. Is it is this because we are consistently growing in downloads and listeners? Is it just because we drink too much while we're recording to, to know our own good? Are we just too thick to know when to give up? Who knows? We're still here and we will keep putting out a podcast most weeks. Uh, I am Thomas, as always, joined by Chris the Vicar and our jolly Texan Ryan, who succeeded in marrying up. Chris, what are you going to talk about this week? I've got nothing. What do you have, Thomas? I hope you've got something to talk about. He uh, told us to have something for this part. 
I have a game. I have a celebrity. I have a celebrity game that we're that I'm going to force you guys to play. So we are we are going to guess how much the, the net worth is. Nope, the <laughs> net worth has nothing to do with this one. It's going to be a game of ranking and skill and mostly guessing. A lot of guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, what do you have okay. for us today? Uh, I I'd like to talk a, a little bit about the the worst kinds of people that you find online. Uh, and and I have a ranking for that, uh, so so we can discuss uh, how correct I am. Ask ask, uh, but, me, ask me again. I'll, I I've got something. Chris, what do you have this week? I want to talk about flat skiing and how it could be improved if you added horses. Yes, uh, kid. Uh, before we get to any of that, I, I'd like to to raise a very hot topic right now. Uh, as we all know, uh, the like college basket the, the store at the mall. What? No, no, not that. Oh, okay. Is that is that where you buy your clothing? It would explain. Hot topic a is a very hot topic right now. It it saved it saved malls because like where do creepy kids buy their clothes? <laughs> where do creepy men go? Where are the kids? <laughs> the kids who might shoot up your school. Okay. Well, is that the kind of store it is? I actually don't know. Like emo goth? Is, is that what we're talking about? Or I thought so. Maybe I don't know. Oh, what I it don't is. know. Oh, it's it's yeah it's it's not justice ryan it's i think it's more dark oh okay creepy yeah Yeah, i think you're right yeah you would know Uh, more about uh, what no i wanted to ryan ryan can you can you tell our listeners what you watched yesterday or was that today you're gonna have to give me a hint you watched college basketball oh i did watch college basketball for the first time, it, it was the first time in probably two years I've watched college basketball because I didn't watch even before the pandemic started last year. I, I just wasn't. I didn't care. I wasn't into it last year. And obviously this year I haven't been into it. I've been way too busy. I found some free time recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I saw that the, all the conference tournaments were going on. The conference tournaments used to be like almost my favorite part of college basketball. Maybe even better than not the tournament. Um, maybe better. The conference tournaments might be better than conference tournaments were pretty them. great. The conference tournaments were great. And so I was like, oh, the conference tournaments are on. Of course, I'm going to watch this. And IU was in the Big Ten conference tournaments. I knew I followed IU closely enough this year to know that Archie Miller has not been the savior that we <laughs> expected him to be and that IU was not going to make the tournament unless somehow as a uh, 10 seed in the Big Ten tournament, they were going to um, somehow win all the games, win the Big Ten tournament, and win their way into the NCAA tournament. And so they played Rutgers last night. They got apparently a couple guys back from injury who'd been out for a lot of the season. And the first half, they looked so good. And I was like, this team but, but they win were, but the they were, tournament. They, they were playing Rutgers. Yeah, they were playing Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers was the seven seed. Rutgers, uh, now, what I found out during the broadcast was that Rutgers has a good chance of getting a um, at-large bid for the tournament. I'm but, sure. But I mean, is, if they're the seventh team in the Big Ten, the Big Ten's really good this year. Well, mm-hmm. What are the best teams in the Big I Ten this know. year? Uh, I wouldn't. I have no Mi- idea. Uh, Michigan, Illinois, I think. If you say Minnesota. Oh, you, you just wanted me to say Illinois, didn't you? <laughs> Ohio State. 
no, but uh, instead of Illinois, le- let's talk about Oklahoma State Cowboys, who yesterday beat West Virginia on a buzzer beater. I saw Bob Huggins screaming at some kids and being just horrible <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, it's I, I feel right at home watching Big Ten, watching uh watching college Big basketball 12, yeah. again. There's there's Bob Bob Huggins just screaming at some 18-year-old kid in his face and being just a horrible <laughs> like, monster. Spitting on his face and mm-hmm. humiliating hey. him, putting his feet on his like nothing's changed. Nothing's yeah. changed. We could go straight from Bobby Knight to Bob Huggins, and we're 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 right in it. Like literally beating him with a chair. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. How much money would you have paid to be the walk-on that ruined Duke's tournament? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I said. When you, when as you we said know, that- I have a soft spot for Duke and Coach K. So. No, but I think about like for the rest of your life, you could say much. I'm the one who eliminated my own team. <laughs> they they didn't first they didn't offer me a scholarship, but I went anyway. And, and I so worked for three we years were supposed to, to we were supposed to be locked down in that hotel. <laughs> but I went I went out in that club and I got all kinds of public on my privates and I came back. <laughs> and it was the team. only year that Duke wasn't a shoe in for the tournament. <laughs> right. And they were and all they had to do was make a run in the ACC tournament, and the ACC isn't very good this year. But before they could actually win a few games, I went out and did the whole public on my privates and yada, 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 our season's over. Our season's canceled. (laughs) I I will admit, just like Ryan, I I do have a soft spot for Duke. Like usually when you're down to the last four or eight, if if there's not a Cinderella team, I'm usually a Duke guy. I I like Coach K. He's obviously doing something right. Well, they play the right way. But did you guys see the news about Slap Michigan the floor, play defense, fake them in the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Michigan. That was Jalen Rose. That was those oh. dirty guys, those dirty Michigan players. They're the ones who are faking them in the nuts. Speaking of Michigan, did you see the Michigan State news yesterday? <laughs> Tom Izzo's dead. So yesterday, Michigan State Basketball announced a massive endorsement deal, an expansion of their current deal with Rocket Mortgage, which means that they are they are going to be known throughout the Breslin Center as the MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. No. <laughs> That's going to no. be plastered all over the Breslin Center. Is this what's going to happen in five years? It's going to be on their uniforms. Michigan State Spartans brought to you by Rocket, by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> actually, the, actually, we're going to be the, the Michigan State Rockets. Is that the, how they're going to recruit now? Like, look, <laughs> we will get your parents a Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> so so Rocket Mortgage, isn't that um, isn't that from Quick uh, Quicken Loans? Isn't that uh, I think, Dan, I think it's their... Dan Gilbert's company? Who's Dan Gilbert? Uh, Owner of the Cavs, the, the guy who oh, when LeBron right. left was just like a huge. Oh, shirt. and he wrote that whole letter about <laughs> yes, yes, whining about LeBron. Just about. And then Cleveland came winner, back. He was like, winners. "Oh, never, never mind. Um, never mind. Come play for us." Oh. I I have more college uh, sports news that uh, I, I want to mention. On this we podcast. are a college sports podcast, except for football. All college sports, except for college football. So in college football, I saw today that uh, Nebraska listen to me. Nebraska Lincoln are supposed to play Oklahoma in the fall, 
uh, on like the, the 10th of uh, October or November or something like that. Uh, and it is to commemorate a game that OU and Nebraska had, I don't know, a bunch of decades ago in the 70s or 80s or something like that. But they are trying to move it because they don't want to play OU because their only chance of getting to six wins and reaching a bowl game is to not play them and instead play some sort of cupcake team. Hmm. I just love it. I think it's great. Scott Frost is having frosty balls. Yeah, so I should should love Nebraska. They're close to us in, 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 I mean, they're an adjacent state. I, I live, I don't know. 70 miles from Nebraska um, and and what they've done there um, like Lincoln, Nebraska is a small town. It's probably about the size of Sioux Falls. I mean, it's quarter of a million and yet somehow like this state, uh, the state, the whole state itself is a small state and somehow they have multiple national titles. They have sold out their 90,000 seat stadium for like, 40 years. Um, they haven't had a non-sellout since like 1974. It's pretty amazing. Uh, but I hate them. Get to the good, but I hate them. Get to the good stuff. So. I hate Nebraska. On, on game days, the, the stadium is... Would you I hate Nebraska if they hadn't the become third. part of the Big Ten? Prob- well, here's the thing. is is Proximity to net Nebraska fans, you either love them or you hate them. Because like they're loud and obnoxious, right? And, they, and they're... So, like, you either grow to love the thing that you're close to or you grow to hate the thing. So, like, Ryan, I've got to think that you hate the Longhorns. Why would I hate the Longhorns? Because you live in Austin. So, you either love them or you hate them. Or you're saying you have such a disdain for college football. (laughs) Yeah, I do not even. All right. Don't pay attention to it. How about the the Cowboys? I bet you hate the Cowboys. Like, I was happy when the Longhorn basketball team hired Shaka Smart because I thought that he was going to be. Boy, that was disappointing, huh? I thought, like, I'm going to be going because I, I would have gone because I've been to Longhorn basketball games. I've been to Longhorn football games too, which are, I, I agree. The experience well, with, with of Maddie, college I'm football, sure, right? Maddie gets you down there. Sure. The sidelines. We've been on the sidelines. A college football game at UT Stadium is pretty amazing. Um, but uh, just like the, as, as long as you're not like paying attention to the, like what's going on on the field at all, and you're just like trying to soak up the environment. Um, but I thought I was going to be going to like UT basketball games with like, you with, know, with like a top the, 10 a, team. A top, a top 10 team. And I, I I can't believe how bad they've been. Question, question, Ryan, have you read Maddie's book yet? The one that you wrote the the foreword for? I haven't. I've kind of like soured on him since he. I I know it's not fair, but like the whole Jordan, I hate Jordan Peterson so much that like he like you know gave Jordan Peterson credibility that really like annoyed me more than it should have because i know he has no idea who jordan peterson is it was just like somebody on his team told him hey here's a guy who's like popular you should go on his podcast okay so you so you don't want to read the book but it has this affected your friendship it has he's he keeps texting me to like hey when are you coming over again i'm like and and for like a social you're like well is jordan peterson there and he's like he's like (laughs) you're like no i'm busy he wanted me to promote our podcast on Jordan Pearson's podcast. And I said, no, you're like, no, we already have this free service. That'll do that. Hey, uh, Ryan question for you. Like, I want to finish this one thought. Do you, or do you not hate the Cowboys? Which Cowboys? 
The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys yeah. or the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I didn't know which everyone loves them. Um, what I'm saying is when you're close I don't to a rabid fan base. I don't I, I don't I don't I mean Okay because right. because I'm I, I'm very weird that I don't hate team. I, I don't hate sports teams. Like I don't hate a hater. Like I'm not like I love Tom I Brady. Like I don't I've been hate, a Colts, I don't hate I've been a Colts friend. I've been a Colts fan my entire life. But anytime the Colts were out, I wanted the Patriots to win because I loved watching Tom Brady play because I think Tom Brady's great. So I just I don't have that thing. But yeah, I mean, do fan bases? Yeah, that annoy me. Cowboys. I bet you hate the Cowboys fans. Yeah, Cowboys fans are super annoying, and I'm really like. If there was a fan base that I ranked as my most hated, it would be the Cowboys fan base just because I'm in it. Okay. Second right. would be Texans. But but basically you're saying like you don't have a lot of hate in your heart. You're just you've a lot of mm-hmm. peace. Yes. You're a lover, I'm, not a hater. Okay. I'm right. Just stick on the sports track for a while. And the main reason why I am drinking tonight is that uh, my hockey team, Lula Hockey, has Mueller ever. Lule. Robert Muller Hockey. Robert Miller Hockey. Miller Lule Lule Hockey. Ho- Lule Hockey has seven straight losses. We have never in the history of the club lost eight straight. Oh, but we currently have seven. We played yesterday. We played last night. We were the better team. We had more chances. They just couldn't hit a barn from the inside. And yeah, good we lost- goal- the other team had a good goalie. They did have a good goalie. We lost zero, zero to three. Is and that so, is that part of hockey hitting barns? Yeah. So the we last time, probably get into the mechanics of hockey they, here because they play outside. Really they play outside. So we've talked about how much the country is covered. Nice. Yeah. The the last time we had seven straight losses was two thousand and eight. I was there in the stadium because I was there nice. every game, and we won the eighth game by eight to two. Against one of the better teams in the league. I'm so not tomorrow, sure that this is if they've had two seven game losing streaks within what, you know fifteen years. years. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's that they're all that great to begin with. Uh, maybe you should like lower your expectations. They're they're, they're pretty good. Uh, we're okay, but all of our playoff hopes. Uh, when the and losing what, streak, what league when, are you when, playing? <laughs> what league are you? This is seven in a row. This is this isn't NHL, is it? No, I've stopped caring about that. Oh, now the Arizona Kyandahars, or what were they? No, I'm back in Sweden. I can, watch, I can watch real hockey at proper times. They start at seven in the evening. It is great. I don't have to watch them at. Uh, okay, I will. You say that that's real hockey, but I will note that you listed Wayne Gretzky as the greatest hockey player in your all-time sports person's list. How do you square that? He didn't he play. Wishes, he wishes he would have played in the Swedish league. My mistake. I didn't realize that Wayne Gretzky had tried his hardest. No, to get but, but it, no but, but this is nothing special. We all have teams that go through rough patches. Uh, it really puts a damper on everything, but you know, after seven straight losses, lose, if the Reds lose eight in a row, I don't even, I don't even get upset. <laughs> you don't even flinch. Mm-mm. I can do eight in a row in my sleep. Chris, do you have anything? Do you remember Pete week? Harnish and the pitch to contact early two thousand Reds, where 
their pitching coach told them, "Hey, we want to we want to get a lot of ground ball outs. Let's pitch to contact." Uh, the Twins actually won a, a number of titles with that philosophy uh, of the AL Central titles. Like it's uh, that I'm glad that that's in the rearview mirror. Uh, Thomas, I, I see, I see you're still rocking the ladder in the background. It looks smaller than it did last time. <laughs> I don't think a person could fit on that. But uh, uh, that's that's skip, just part skip. of part of your decor scheme. Skip this. This isn't funny. I have a headline for this week. So this is from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And the headline is Alaska woman using Alf House attacked by bear <laughs> from below. From uh, below. So, so the bear came through. Un- <laughs> so Shannon Stevens uh, and her brother Eric they had rented a, a, a yurt. A yurt. I don't even know yep. what that is. What, you don't know what a yurt is. It no, is what a is that? circular tent that uh, usually they are. Uh, some of them are kind of somewhat mobile, like the I, th- I think the Mongolian people invented them. Uh, but they're a circular dwelling that is is somewhat tent like, but uh, can also be kind of permanent. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Stevens and her brother Eric they had rented one of these about twenty miles northwest of Haines in southeast Alaska uh, mm-hmm. on February thirteenth of this year. As one uh, and does. Sar- yeah. Suddenly, her brother heard screaming from the outhouse, and Shannon Stevens says, and I quote, I got out there and sat down on the toilet, and immediately something bit my butt. Ah! I sat down. Immediately. So it wasn't, it wasn't, so what I pictured was that the bear had, had just like eaten poop until it passed out. And then just the plop plop of poop onto his face woke him up, and in a rage, he like, took a swipe at her but but immediately she sits down and the bear's like nip i open the toilet seat and there's just a bear face just right there at the level of the toilet seat looking right back up through the hole right at me so is this a small bear like is it small enough to fit through the hole or how did how did it it get there it doesn't say how big the bear is i imagine that a bear can rip open that hole and make it a lot bigger it'll make your hole a lot bigger too you give it a chance. Was it a playful little nip or was is she missing a butt cheek? <laughs> I'm b- based uh, on your response, the, the article doesn't specify. No, uh, Shannon, Shannon says that I expect it's probably not that bad of a little den in the winter oh. uh, un, un, under the outhouse. Define uh, not also- that bad. Maybe it's <laughs> smelling like poop. Uh, she also says that she is just going to be better about looking inside a toilet before sitting down in the future. I mean, especially an outhouse. I mean, it doesn't get flushed. You just you get to look and inspect all the all the different like sub levels of Bristol stool scale one through seven. Yeah, they they don't they don't even specify the Bristol stool scale that no. she was about to commence. Eject. I'm not. I'm not sure what the term is. Brian, I believe that you have a game for us to play today. I have a game. So, as you guys know, um, I uh, will be having a birthday this year. (laughs) 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 And in honor of that, I've come up with a game. Um, Since it's uh, coming up soon in October. 
I have, uh, so I have taken um, the uh, birthdays of celebrities who were born in October from the year I was born, 1981, and 10 years after me. And I've compiled the list of celebrities who were born in October, in October from 1981 to 1991. I'm going to give you that list of celebrities, and you guys will have to put them in order from 81 oh. to 91. So oldest, oldest to youngest. Yes. I'm going to give you the list in alphabetical order, and then you guys will have to give them in chronic. Uh, Chronic, 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 chronological order. <laughs> Dude, all right, all right. Question. Hang on, Dude, I gotta you... visit the dispensary. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> chronic we... is another word for the wacky weed, Ryan. Okay. So uh, here's the list of celebrities. Are you ready? So I will keep track of. I've got a Google Doc open. I will keep track of your. Of how you guys list them. I was going to smoke I, it like a from, So from 81, 82, 83, 84, you guys know how numbers work, right? Wait, we are accounting podcast. How many years is this? 10 years. 10 years. Do you want to double check that? I stole this from another podcast. So if it's Six, 11, seven, eight, 9, 10. I'm just, okay. I stole it from another podcast, okay. so it, and I didn't. I didn't check their work. So here are the celebrities born in October, in alphabetical order: Emilia Clark, Zac Efron, Emil Forsberg, Zach Grinke, Anne Hathaway, Jonathan Lipnicki, the kid from uh, um, um, Jeremy Maguire, Megan McCain. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Wayne Rooney, Ivanka Trump, Alicia Vikander. Okay, you, so you I thought to, these were only yeah, October you, birthdays, but you're saying between October they, and... These are not October birthdays. These are all October birthdays. No. that's Anne Hathaway was born in November. You son of a bitch. She was born on November 1st. I countered her because... She was born November 12th. That's Bullshit! Then the only reason then the they said that I was looking. A birthday. We share a birthday. Anne Hathaway and That's me. right. Uh, it well, the, you know what? The website I was looking at. Okay, so do you want okay, me to so pick a different? Throw out facts. Okay, that's fine. So we'll do you want your, me to pick a we'll different person? Do you want me to pick a different person for her year from 1982? Sure. Yes, pick a different person. <laughs> uh, that's not. Uh. We and we won't trust me. But we won't know which year it is. Yeah. Well, so we'll just Let's leave Anne Hathaway in there. I, you got a free one. You got a free one. You got a free one. Just mark Anthony Anne Hathaway in your free one. Our website told me November first. Famouscelebritybirthdays.com told me November first. And I thought that that was close enough because the podcast that I listened to, they stretched a month too. So Okay, so are no, we oh, yeah, competing oh, 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 oh. or are we doing this on our own? No, you're doing it together. Okay. You have to All try right. to oh, together. Wait, wait, okay. You have to can, see can how we... many you can get right. You have to give. Okay. You have to go together. Over the list. Together. Okay, so I yes, know. Okay. Well, here's the problem: is like Ryan's probably got bad information. So he's probably got Anne Hathaway born in '87, when we all know that she was born November 12th, 1982. Um, it's just right. common I'm knowledge. Putting Anne Hathaway down for your '82 pick. I think Zach Granke's old, but is he 39 or is he 37? 
Or that's a good guess. Like, I want to say he was born in 81, but that that seems really old. Who that is, is a oldest? good question. Who is the oldest of that group of people that I gave you? Wayne Rooney's pretty old. I mean, he also you know? was bald when he was 23, but... That throws you yeah, off. Yeah, but but he had a hair transplant. He did. So. Okay. But um, he's been retired for... See, Thomas, you should know. Is is he 83? Should we say, for now, is, is Zach Granke... We're going to say it's he's real, 81. It's a good, it's a good thing yeah. I didn't go 10 years backwards because you guys would have never got And then Wayne Rooney is 83, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, right, all right. So AOC has mm-hmm. to be to be elected to the House, you need to be 30. So we're doing 81 to 91. So 91, you'd be you'd be turning. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm. You'd be turning 30. Mm. So AOC. Thing. Wait, wait. Out of these, AOC is probably the youngest then. What? So you think she turned 30 after she was elected. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so so the guy from Jerry Maguire, uh, Jerry Maguire probably came out in what? 90- 1996, I'll give you that. Six. Jerry Maguire came out in 1996. So he's got to be the youngest, right? How old was he then? I don't, young. So let's say 91 eight. for him. What, what was his name? Jonathan Lipnicki. I, There's I one name know. I missed. Is it that soccer Swedish soccer player? Emil Forsberg. Emil Forsberg. Yeah, I have no idea about him. I uh, I'll give you Emilia Clark, Zach Efron, Emil Forsberg, Zach Grinke, Anne Hathaway, Jonathan Lipnicki, Megan McCain, AOC, Wayne Rooney, Ivanka Trump, Alicia Vikander. Okay, Ivanka's got to be on the old side of this. Uh, she's I bet she's 1981, right? She's got to be the oldest, right? No. So right now for you guys, I have I have entered Rooney at uh, Hathaway at 82, Rooney at 83, and Lipnicki at 91. If you want to change that, that's fine. But that's where I've got them right now. What did you, did you not enter Grenke at 81? Let's say Ivanka is 81, and let's right. say Grenke. Let's bump him. Well, to well, he then has to be 84. 84. Well, if Rooney is 83. Let's switch no. those. Let's do Wayne Rooney yeah, 84 and Granky mm-hmm. 83. All right. So you got Rooney at 84, Granky 83. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, Megan uh, McCain. So, okay. So where does, where does this Emil Forsberg, where does he land, Thomas? He's about my age, a little younger. So 88? Okay. Then 88 is he, is he older or younger than Megan McCain? I think Megan is older. Okay. So is she 85 then? We'll say. I think that seems reasonable. Okay. Uh and then who's who's older, Ooh. Vikander, Alicia Vikander, or Emil Forsberg? Good question. Hmm. Or so I think I wish I, I was th- playing I, this game though. I think Emilia Clark, Alicia Vikander, and Emil Forsberg are all about the same age, those three. And I don't know. I'm gonna say Emilia Clark is the youngest of them. So you pick think between so? pick okay. pick who's who's older between Emil and Alicia. Oh shit. Emil participated for the U21s. How old was he then? Uh, I'm going to say that Emil is probably older. Okay, so he's 86. Uh we'll say Vikander is 87. Um and then we've got Emilia Clark, AOC, and Zach a- a- Efron. Emilia, let's say Emilia Clark at 89. So that, that feels right to me. So we have 1988 would be AOC. Is, is that what we're saying? Emil- well, AOC is 88. Amelia Clark is 89. Efron is 90. And Jonathan L is 
91. Is that is that our final answer? What's Ivanka Trump? What did we say? 80? I, I said she's the oldest of them all. Oh, so she's 81. Okay. 81. So that would make her 39. That doesn't seem outrageous, does it? Yeah. Uh, repeat what you just said. Wait, wait. How old do you think Zac Efron is? You've so got I him at him... 90 right now. So 31? Turning turning 31? I mean, High School Musical, he was playing a high school. Yeah. Of course, he, he, yeah. he was a baby face in that. But that was, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Or was it more recent? And these and these actors, they can do so much with making them look so young. They can make these high, these guys, you know, look look like uh, they're in high school when they're not. Ryan, Ryan, how about you shut up? So you want to put Zac <laughs> Efron at ninety? I do, yeah, because I think he's and, younger than Amelia. Well, I don't know. And AOC at eighty-eight. That's where you have her right now. Yes. Yeah. Well, we know we have one right. We know we have Anne Hathaway right. Yes, we've got one right. Uh, so here, here's what we have. Uh, Ryan, do you want to do you want to read off what we have? You have Ivanka at 81, Hathaway at 82, Zach Grinke at 83, Wayne Rooney at 84, Megan McCain at 85, Emil Forsberg at 86, Alicia Van Condor at 87, AOC at 88, uh, Amelia Clark at 89, Zach Efron at 90, and Jonathan Lipnicki at 1991. Are you yeah. happy with that, Thomas? Okay. That I, is our I, final answer. All right. Let's see how many. Uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to read first what you guys have, and then I'll read the correct answers. 1981. You guys have Ivanka Trump. The correct answer is Ivanka. Yes. Nice. Good job. So you guys have two in a row because you have Anne Hathaway, and obviously the correct answer is Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Um, 1983, you guys have, uh, Zach Grinke, the correct answer, Zach Grinke. Yes. Three for three. This is incredible. 1984, you guys have Wayne Rooney. The correct answer is Megan McCain. Mm, She's older than you thought that makeup covers up so much. (laughs) Well, we were only off by a year. We had our 85, so that's not bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing we had those swapped. Is Wayne Rooney 85? Uh, yes, you do. You have Wayne Rooney 85, oh. and it's actually um, no. We had him for 84. You, you have McCain at, at 85. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's actually Wayne Rooney was your okay. right. younger than you thought. That, that's pretty good. 86. 1986. You guys have Emil Forsberg. Correct answer. Amelia Clark. Again, that makeup. That makeup. Ooh, that's three your, years off on Amelia Clark. That, that's your fault, Chris. Um, 1987, you guys have, uh, Alicia Vikander. The mm-hmm. correct answer is Zac Efron. That makeup again, it can make these like feminine actors look so, so much She's younger. Three years older than we thought. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 88. Um, 88. You guys have AOC. The correct answer is Alicia Vikander. So I guess that are- means we don't have. Well, keep going. 89. 89. You guys have Amelia Clark. Um, the correct answer is AOC. She was 89. So um, one year off there. She was she was born before. Uh, uh, she was 31 before, or she was 30 before she was elected. Um, 1990. Jonathan Lipnicki. Uh, um, well, that's shoot. the correct answer. You guys have Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. 1991. You guys have Jonathan Lipnicki. Emil Forsberg is the youngest person. 
Okay, well that's uh, that's your fault, Thomas, because he's five years it. off of what you what we put. So so what did you guys get? You guys got one, three. two, three. You got the first three right. <laughs> and after that, it um. But, I mean, you should get a point for being one year it, off. I mean, it can domino. It can domino. Right, after, right. Yeah, after yeah. You get, I mean, if it, you it, get it, one off, three it, three is pretty good because the one that I heard on a podcast, they only got one right. Yeah, I mean, if we would have got a, if we would have swapped Megan and Wayne Rooney, we would have had five. So that's, that's a pretty good yeah, swap. Yeah. So that is, uh, yeah. You put those keys in a bowl and you pick out either one of those keys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, as, yeah. as long as we're talking post uh, hair transplant, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. After you got the hair transplant, that's a fair straight. <laughs> Which podcast did you hear this on? The flagrant ones. They did it for basketball players. Oh, Ooh, that'd be fun to do. No, it wouldn't. Jonathan Thomas Bender. Wouldn't. I uh, wanted to do basketball players, but Thomas wouldn't know any of them. So he wouldn't have been able to help at all. We'll have Tim Miller on again. How about I do basketball players for you guys? Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I can't. I, like, Ryan, can yeah. you start bugging Tim Miller so we can have him on next year? And I told him I told him three months after he was on okay. the first time and he agreed to that. So uh, we uh, we are subscribed to a lot of email lists. And recently, I believe that Ryan received an email from a sitting U.S. senator. We did. And as opposed um, to a sitting governor, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> You know that Ted that we're we are concerned about cancel culture on this podcast, as I talked about last week with Miss Potato Head. Um, go back and re-listen if you didn't hear that nine minutes segment that I did on that. Um, and it's, Ted Cruz is also concerned about cancel culture, and so he very so he sent an email and um in it's to raise money but it's not for him it's to stop cancel culture number one you just need to know that from but he takes the money though right yes and but he's to stop but he's him. our instrument like if if like you if you think about a porn star and think about what their instrument is ted cruz is our if we were if we as a collective body or a porn star, Ted Cruz would be our instrument. Ted Cruz is our stuff. porn star. He, he's going to fuck cancel culture to death. I would like our audience to imagine what a porn star's instrument is, but uh, go on, Ryan. And he is fed up in all caps with cancel culture. And so what he's doing he is going to sign copies of this canceled book that he wrote with Dr. Seuss and he's <laughs> selling those signed copies. And let me see here. It's, um, it's green eggs and ham. That wasn't one of the books that they canceled. Was it? No. And I don't think, cause the thing about you, you can't sell the canceled book, Ryan, because it's canceled. Like they, that's, they stopped. That's a good. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. He didn't. He didn't have anything to do with Green Eggs and Ham, did he? Oh, he read Green Eggs and Ham. That's what it oh. says here. He, he read it. He, <laughs> he, read, he, he read it in the Senate. So he's so he's so we signing, could sign. He, we could sign books. You that we don't. Appara- write. Apparently, it's cool if you just if you've read a book, <laughs> you can sign it. 
and you, you can resell that book and that stops cancel culture because green Enix and because there was there was specifically six doctor who's dr seuss books that people didn't like because they had some some pretty bad stuff that like the people who publish the owners of the dr seuss copyright they were like we don't want to keep printing these so we're going to stop printing these six green eggs and ham wasn't one of those and ted cruz didn't write green eggs and ham but he is going to sign green eggs and ham and he will sell it to you uh for just 60 dollars. <laughs> oh <laughs> so you buy a children's book okay I honestly was expecting it to be like 10 bucks or like 15 it, bucks donation. It's, it's 60. Do you know how much time he spent? Well, okay. So like he had to send his staff to target to buy like, you know, a stack of these green eggs and ham books that are like, so I just binged it. Like $8. No, or no, no, no. Green eggs and ham is available from Lord B sauce for $4 uh, and 79 cents. Oh shit. So he had to he had to order a bunch of these at four dollars, but then his signature. You have to think about a senator's time. An elite, an elite senator. He went to Harvard. He's an elite senator. How much time it's worth for him to write his name on a book that he didn't write? <laughs> and so yeah, if you just spend sixty dollars, uh, so I figured we could we could get involved in this. Well, here's the thing: we don't have merch on our Patreon site, but we, we could. Don't yet. But we could do this book signing thing. We could. Yeah. Yeah. We well, we so, hate cancel culture. We want to stop cancel culture. Yeah. So I will. I will. Uh, for I don't know. Like for a modest fee of sixty dollars, I will sign copies of a girl with a dragon tattoo because <laughs> I am Swedish. Uh, I. I basically look like Stellan Skarsgård, just a little bit younger and with a little bit more hair, but I'm Swedish. I, I, I mean, there's some Daniel Craig there too. Because wasn't Daniel Craig the reporter in yeah. that, those movies? He, he well, I don't know. Luck. There are two versions of the movies, aren't there? Weren't there? And then there was another book that came out after he died that was about an actual murder of that Swedish prime minister that he was like involved in this conspiracy theory. Then another writer wrote a book about how the girl with the dragon tattoo guy was, had all this evidence of a conspiracy theory. Was this an episode in... of Wallander? No, 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 no. I believe what Ryan is talking about is that. So after the girl with the dragon tattoo uh, trilogy, a separate different Swedish author picked up the, the universe or whatever, and he wrote his own standalone book. No, based on that. no, it's about a true, no. it's about, it's about that Swedish prime minister that was killed, that was shot on the street well, in the okay. like, 80s or 90s. Olof, Olof Palme was shot in 1986. Yes. Yeah, that's it. And uh, the guy who wrote the dragon tattoo books was like immersed in this conspiracy theory that it was like some like a uh, far right group that, or it was like the government or something that killed him. Question. Did the prime so minister they... have a dragon tattoo? <laughs> no. After the uh, dragon. Enter the dragon. Tattoo. 
let's let's see what this, Ryan comes up this with. This is this is good content. I don't understand how these things connect, Ryan. You're saying the author was the uh, author was real life investigating this. Uh, it's in. Hang on. It's in my. Uh, so you're saying he my, was. You're saying it's in my. Uh, it's it's in my audible. Up. It's 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 in my audible wish list. Um, no, so uh, actually, so the murder of the Swedish prime minister in 1986 is the biggest murder investigation in the Western world uh, out of any country. And yeah, we still and we still. And you told me when I was asking you about this, you told me it was no big deal. You said it was just like it was just like a random dude. Like like our like our how do you our, how do you quantify our, our JFK? How do you quantify a murder investigation? You say it's the biggest murder. The man who it's played with fire. The book is called The Man Who Played with Fire. It was written by John Jan Stack Stocklasa Tara F Chase Jan Stock Stocklasa. Here's the summary: The author of the Millennium novels laid out the clues. Now a journalist is following them. When Steve Larson died, the, or the author of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, had been working on a true mystery that out-twisted his millennium novels. The assassination on February 28, 1986 of Olaf Palme, the Swedish prime minister, it was the first time in history that a head of state had been murdered without a clue who'd done it. And on a Stockholm street at point-blank range, internationally known for his fictional fictional far-right villains, Larson was well acquainted with their real-life counterparts and documented extremist activities throughout the world. For years, he'd been amassing evidence that linked their terrorist acts to what he called one of the most astounding murder cases he'd ever uncovered. Larson's archive was forgotten until journalist Jan... Is Jan a guy or girl? Probably a girl. No, Jan, probably a man. Jan Stocklasa was given exclusive access to the author's secret project in the man who played with fire stock lassa collects the pieces of larson's true crime puzzle to follow the trail of intrigue espionage and conspiracy begun by one of the world's most famous thriller writers together they set out to solve a mystery that no one else could guys this is the worst advertisement that's, ever. that's Those in my are- amazon wish list which which book is thomas citing we're in the middle of an advertisement for our Thomas, Patreon. Which I is his signing? This is not. This was. This did go off the rails. But Thomas is going to sign the man who played with fire. Oh, he's I okay. will. If you give us sixty bucks, sixty bucks, I will, will sign that book. Okay. I will sign an Amazon copy. Uh, I will sign an Audible <laughs> copy. I will sign your phone. Send me your phone. I will sign your phone for the man who played with fire because I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna listen to it at some point. Chris, what are you gonna sign? Listeners, devoted listeners may remember that we did a reading, Academy Award winner Jonathan Franzen, his book America. Or no, I'm Wait, sorry. we're not recording. I'm sorry. Uh we're we're recording. Uh I'm just I just it's not called America, it's called Freedom. Sorry. Uh so for for 50 American dollars, 50 I American will sign dollars. a copy of an unknown dollar, an unknown amount of Swedish dollars. <laughs> Uh, for 60 American dollars, I will do a personally recorded version of <laughs> a boy who rifled through poop. Um, I'll, I'll read that for you and record it. 
Um, wow. And for wow. 100 American dollars, I will sign a copy of Saurabh Amari's shitty memoir. Um, <laughs> I don't even, this guys, do you remember incredible. what it's called? It's, it's like something incredible. like, it's how to acquire Marty's shitty memoir. It's like how to acquire cover so you can be a troll. Chris, one man Chris will cross out the actual title and he will write on it. Sora Bamani's or Mari's shitty memoir. One man no, no, story no. of converting from Islam to Catholicism. Something I, like. I, I know what this is called. My father left me Ireland. <laughs> it's got MBD. It's it's got fire and water, doesn't it? In the title. One man's fire, fire water, fire water. It's it's very there's very much fire. Water. He's got a burning sensation somewhere in his Ted Cruz. So I I hope this will be a big uh, a big moneymaker for us. Transition. Uh, so uh, to move on, one of the things that I would like to talk about today are I would like to talk about the worst kinds of people that you find online, and I believe that. Most of these can be separated into groups. So, like, what, what kind of who do you dislike seeing online? People. That's better than anything I have. Good job, Chris. <laughs> that wasn't me. You stole Thomas's answer. People don't game use their voices anymore. You can't okay. use that one. Okay. Um, that was, that was uh, like serious, the first serious answer. What kind of people do I? Do I hate seeing online? Uh, I don't know. What do you want me to say? If you if you log onto Facebook one day, anti 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 Trump. Okay. okay, people okay. are the people that I hate seeing the most online. I, I don't want to say. I, I I want everyone to love me. I actually put some thought into this, and I have I have a list of the people that I find the most annoying on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, etc. Uh, so I have a I have a top five. Should I? I assume I should go from five to one. That that's the way we do rankings. That's right? the way we do it. Yep. Wait, wait. Okay. So this is least annoying to most annoying. Yes. Okay. Or I mean, they're they're still annoying. It's just that they're not as annoying as number one. Right. Like uh, yeah. so. From I mean, most annoying to. Wait a second. Are you going from most annoying to least annoying, or least annoying to most annoying? L- least to most. Okay. On on the list. So it's a it's a ranking of most annoying, and so you're you're doing the right way of going five to one. So uh, the first groups, uh, the first three groups. <laughs> so I stole your thunder. You did. It didn't work as well now. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Well, you can cut that part out. Just cut my cut my. <laughs> Cut my out. Number five, Star Wars fans. We have many different subsections of groups uh, in the Star Wars category, uh, but there are some groups that really deserve to be punched in the face. So, for example, the prequel apologists. (laughs) No, no, the prequels are bad. It it doesn't matter that you went on your high school date when you were 14, 15 years old uh, and saw one of the prequel movies in your formative years. It's still bad. They suck. End off. Like that seems very personal. Um, Can you just address by name the people that you're talking to? No, there there are plenty of people in this category. I mean, that's that's true. The people who watched it during four years love it. Yeah, yeah. It's too many. Uh, 
But 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 I also want to add that there are also what, what has become known as the Raylos. These are the Raylos are people that are deeply invested in the fact that there should be some sort of romantic relationship between Kylo Ren and uh, Ray. What's her face? Uh, the sheriff. But to get together with why the why do why do men and women in movies always have to be romantically linked? Like, can't they just exist in the world together apart from from romance and sex? Uh, uh, you tell me. I mean, to, and which to, okay. And the other issue is is that like they're either siblings or they're romantically linked or both. I wanted to say them be siblings and in love. You know, in, in Godfather 3, where it's like first cousins, and it's like, just acknowledge, just out there, they're first cousins and they're banging. Anyway, so t- together with the Rose Tico stance, these people can all go jump off a cliff. I, I really don't give a shit. Uh, number okay, four. T- time out. Okay, t- time out. This oh. is, these are not people I see on the internet, but yeah, I guess I do see them. Um, What bothers me, I'm sorry to interrupt your ranking with my own, okay, because like this is mine, but since I interrupted, here I am. It bothers me the people who tag so someone, for instance, like one of my favorite Timberwolves of all time is Ricky Rubio. And so people who are critical of him would tag him and like spew their criticism. Like you suck in this way. And I'm like, and I'm like, why, why did you tag them? I remember one time being like, why did you tag this person? And, and they were like, uh, because I want them to know my criticism. Like, listen, like NBA athletes don't need your criticism. They don't need to hear that you don't like them. Okay, like that's that's not a thing that they need in their life. Likewise, actors like like Rose Tico was a dumb character, right? Everyone, uh, no I don't think that. she was a dumb character. I think I, I poorly think written, the, poorly the extended scene with her and I, I think like a lot Finn. of I think like yeah with her and Finn that extended uh the, the whole casino planet storyline was like mm. way too long okay i think there are a lot of people that see like a character that looks like her sure and sure. identifies with her and thinks that she should have but again but, okay. some kind of a role in the star wars series and that's it like and i think that's cool but I think her so you you and I with but not Rose Thomas and you and I with Rose and Finn that whole thing was just it was way too long it should have been like 5 minutes instead of 35 minutes okay but you and I we we support inclusive casting we do Thomas does not but here's the thing whether you're a racist or or a, a Rose stan why are you on Twitter going after the actress? Oh, wait a Disney second. hired her. Disney Hold hired on. her. People are going after her? her. Yeah. She deleted her Instagram because like people are adding her and being like, you suck. Like you're terrible. <laughs> like you you can love or hate something in pop culture without like directing your hate at those people. And especially people of color have received all kinds of just like we hate you, but like why do you need to do this? It's 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 insane. So she's funny. Are... Kelly Marie Tran is funny. She's on Comedy Bang Bang like in the last three weeks, and she's like actually funny on her own without Ryan. How have you heard her person. say that Star Wars fans ruined her life? Like the problem is like everybody who's in the in the in the, pre, in the sequels is like Star Wars fans ruined my life. So Thomas yeah. is right. Star Wars fans suck. Stop stop True. directing yes. your hate at, Star, at actors. Yes, Star Wars fans are 
terrible. This is the one thing that I will give Star Trek fans over Star Wars fans is that <laughs> yes. they, they, are, they are less annoying. Number four, I don't really know what the American version of this is, but there is, there is a certain segment of sports Twitter that have become obsessed with Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. And so if you go on like goal.com and you look at one of their tweets, the, the first 50 replies are all going to be about how much one of the two sucks. So uh, it, like the, this oh. fandom, star, well, the, whatever. The two best soccer players, but but what people, they aren't, they aren't going on and on about how great they are. They're saying how much one of them sucks. Yeah, so okay. if you click on like a tweet, any any tweet by goal.com, you're going to see people calling Ronaldo Penaldo or Messi Pessi or something like that. Well, because but that's clever. That's clever though. It's not. It, it is uncreative and unfun after the first 10,000 times that someone has tweeted it. No, but you took his name and you turned it into an insult. Don't can't don't you see how how that's clever? I could I can see how it was clever the first time. Like Lamebron James, you know? Lamebron James and his social justice activism, right? I don't know what this I don't know what the American version of this would be. Is it is it people hating or loving on Tom Brady? Is that the, the American version of it's it? It's people or? hating Colin Kaepernick and or loving him. It's people hating LeBron James and or loving him. Number three, Zach. Snyder fans. <laughs> oh boy. Number two, lacy e girls. So look, lacy e girls. Lazy. Are you e-girls. trying to say lazy eagles? No, no, no. E girls. Uh, so <laughs> la- eagles that they can't be bothered to fly. I think, I think. I think Chris and I are probably not as familiar with lacy e girls as you are. No, so so lazy online e girls. Are you saying lazy with a Z or lazy with a C? Z, like in Z. So lazy. Oh wait, so, then I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> no, no, no. So sorry, I, I I'm sure that you guys have seen these on Twitter, and if if anyone, I appreciate what they are trying to do. If if I had the right stuff, if I had the right looks. Uh, I, I I would try to flaunt it and try to, get simps, try to get simps to just give me a shit ton of cash for no particular reason. I, I would do that. But come on, have some ambition. Wait, just wait, wait. Looking, but what is it? Just, girl? Is, is this a girl who makes a living online? Uh, it, it's a type of ego. So this is like yeah. those libertarian girls that like uh, have like thirty thousand followers, for, or three hundred thousand followers just for being young and and attractive. Okay, but, but here's the thing: I don't think they are necessarily making money on it. But there are those who try to to actually make money on it. Uh, and here's the thing: just looking pretty and and putting your cash app or Venmo in your bio. That's the height of laziness. Like you should have to put more effort into okay. it. Okay, so you're saying- you you need to move to the right platform. You need to advertise correctly, and and the right platform for this isn't Instagram or Twitter or whatever. You're, you're you wanting them to open an alien OnlyFans, or at least return your DMs. Get an OnlyFans. 
get people to sign up for a monthly fee, a reasonable monthly fee for the services that you are providing. And that if you're going to have, if you're going to have open DMs, at least respond. It's yeah. just the decent thing to do. And how much of a percentage of these OnlyFans accounts are you asking for in the DMs that you're sending? So Question, number do, do one, you... okay. Number one. Uh, on my ranking, so the most annoying group of people that you will find online, Bitcoin fanboys and fangirls are probably the most annoying because all that they will be spamming on their accounts is just advertisements or advice to buy Bitcoin. And and I will add, this group of people, the, the Bitcoin fangirl fanboy group, they have a significant over, overlap with the Elon Muskites. And they all annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. Allow me to ask you this. Do you guys have anything to add? Any any group that's missing from the list? Um, I feel like some some advanced notice would have... I could have come up with a really long list, I think. But off the top of my head... Not, not a list that I want to really say. <laughs> I mean, there are certain groups of Christians, I would say, that, that I would... Call out by name if if I didn't want uh, if I wasn't yeah. afraid of everyone hating me. So, so uh, other groups, other groups that have been nominated for this list uh, include uh, anti antis, uh, Marga Twitter people who don't understand X Margot Robbie G- Twitter football people who don't understand what XG in football XG I don't uh, what's X. See, I'm a football fan, and I don't know what XG is. No, no, this is real football, not American football. Oh, soccer. Extra field goal. (laughs) Do we have anything else for the actual episode, or should we move to... uh, Chris, what's the timestamp? Can you see that? Because I can't. There's there's no timestamp. Why is there no timestamp? That's not a thing. Recording, it's either starts or stops. It's 2.30 p.m. Oh, yeah, that's the time. Oh, you meant what's the time? Yes. The timestamp yeah. is 2.31 p.m. Cat time. No, no, no. The timestamp on the recording. Uh, that's not a thing. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Thank you to everyone for listening. You can find us on patreon.com forward slash pod to get additional Afterglow content, which we are going to segment to right now. Thank you.